We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Wednesday, October 4th, which means we'll be taking a first look at the NFL Week 5 slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. As well as we got a we got a PGA event starting tomorrow, early in the morning, I assume. That that's uh, no no. We're we're you know, you're here on Wednesdays. Uh the thing that that I hated about PGA when I played PGA DFS was Deciding whether or not it was worth it to set an alarm for like 5.45 in the morning to make sure that like Jason Day hasn't withdrawn or or uh, Kevin Na or one of the one of those, the the, the, the guys that the Louis Oosthuizen's like, yeah. like there was always like the set of people that it's like, I wouldn't be shocked. Henrik Stenson sometimes oh, Henrik Stenson would just withdraw like four <laughs> holes in. Right. So it wouldn't matter. But uh a lot of times it isn't even where a lot of times you wake up and you go, okay, nothing's fine. Let me go back to bed uh, for the swing season with the, with a lot of these, these golfers. I mean, we don't have like all the, the top golfers. Is it more or less likely that someone withdraws or the, or these are people that really need the money. So they're probably going to play. Yeah. I don't know uh, the, the data to back this, but I would think that there's less withdrawals uh, this time of year, just because if you're in the field, you're probably, yeah, you need the points uh, to work towards your PGA card, tour card next year. But, uh, yeah, um, I think it is worth it. If it happens to you once and you catch a guy that uh, ends up withdrawing, it's totally worth it. Uh, nothing worse than waking up and one of your guys is out. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty brutal. Most of you guys are going to miss the cut anyway. That's how PGA DFS works. But having them withdraw before it starts, nothing worse than that. It doesn't even give you a chance. Yeah. Not even a chance. I mean, just shoot badly. That's fine. I can I can deal with that. Plus four after five holes, you just close your app and you say, okay, on to next yeah. week. Yeah, just like the the real golf course, plus six after three holes. And uh, yeah, don't worry about it. That's probably a good score for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Not talk a, a little golfer. bit about PGA a little bit later, but let's uh, let's take a look at NFL this coming week. Uh, we got we got two games with uh, 50 totals. We got uh, the Giants-Dolphins game, 49 and a half. 
we have a whole bunch of uh, ambiguity on like injury situations or players coming back. I highlighted that in uh, in a lineup HQ. I'm going to go through some of these. Obviously, you could get all of this. You could get the first look that uh, Noto comes out with. That that's a free article on RotoGrinders.com. All of our premium stuff, right? Especially the golf stuff, which we'll be talking about later. That's uh, that's for premium members only. So click on that. Click on that description in the in the, in the, the link. Click on the link. Click on everything. Get $10 off your first month. But uh, the news that we should be looking out for, I mean, we have a, we have a whole bunch. We have a lot of, of news to come out. Jonathan Taylor's back to practice. Okay, so we've had Zach Moss in the Indianapolis backfield. Pretty much, I mean, Trey Sermon's been in sparingly. Of course, Anthony Richardson is more of a mobile quarterback. So, you know, the running backs get a little bit less work than you would normally see. Jonathan Taylor, 6,800. I mean, are they just going to, are you going to walk into, I mean, especially with what happened in the offseason, is he just going to walk in and be like, hey, guys, I'm back. Give me, give me 28 touches. I mean, I'm sure that's what he wants to happen. But uh, yeah, I don't think that'll happen. I mean, Zach Moss has been pretty good, they've been playing pretty well. Um, I, don't, I have no idea what's going to actually happen. Hopefully we get more clarity before Sunday uh, from the beat. Do we just avoid this situation because it's the vaunted Tennessee run defense regardless? Yeah. Especially if, I mean, if, if uh, Taylor's active, I don't think I want a part of that um, no matter what. Uh, another person that's coming back from injury, not necessarily, you know, just holding out uh, Cooper cup. He's going to be returning to practice. We're not sure whether or not he's going to play yet. I mean, it's Wednesday. That's why we're just kind of taking a first look. What you should be looking out for, Cooper Cup's 8,600. He's going to come back in to, you know, Puka Nakua has essentially been him in this Rams offense. Tutu Atwell has seen a bunch of targets. You know, Van Jefferson is out there, you know, just running around and hopefully someone pays attention to him. Higby is getting some work. Our... Are all these guys like if Cooper Cup plays, even if you even if even if I told you Cooper Cup's Cup's only going to play fifteen to twenty snaps, does it make obviously you wouldn't play him at eighty six hundred, but would you even bother playing any of the Rams receivers anymore at the prices they are now on DraftKings? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's not like it's a good matchup anyway. Um, but yeah, the funny people on Twitter uh, posted the video from Step Brothers where they first meet each other and it's really awkward and it's saying Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup in the locker room first time they're meeting each other so I thought that was pretty good um but yeah I mean if he plays you know if he's on the field he's going to soak up a bunch of targets while he's playing and that is naturally going to hurt Tutu and Puka so I think it's a situation to avoid um who knows if he's coming back we'll see um what happens no no what happens if if I'm not I think this is a low probability that he's back and he's a full compliment he just is Cooper Cup, 100%. He's playing 98-plus percent of snaps, 8,600. How about that? I mean, is that a scenario? I suppose. Um, sounds like still got a 21-day window before they have to activate him. So they could just be having him out there doing limited work and practice, but we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, if he's a full go, I don't think he would make my, you know, three to five lineup build that I do each week. But if you're building, you know, 20 plus lineups, I do think he could probably maybe enter the discussion. But again, pretty risky, not the best matchup. And it's not like he's priced at a discount. If he was like 6,000, it would be more interesting. Jonathan Mingo, 3,300. We're just going down the list. I'm not sure if, I mean, I mean, I guess Jonathan Mingo would be in play for 3,300 as 
some cheap punt, you know, they're playing inside the dome. But I'm asking the question with Bingo back on more about Adam Thielen. They raised his price up to 5,100. With the amount of targets that he's been getting from both Dalton and Bryce Young, I mean, recency bias, I mean, you take a look at those game logs, 5,100 still seems pretty cheap for the amount of targets that he's getting, and he's always an end zone threat. How much does Jonathan Mingo being back affect your your likelihood of playing Adam Thielen, who may also, I mean, I'm not sure right now with the ownership, but I don't think we see any screaming values so far this week. So it's quite possible people will be in this mid-range. Do you think Mingo makes as much of a deal on on Adam Thielen's target share and usage that it's it may go back down to a more respectable like level and not like as increased as it's been uh mingo doesn't do much for me whether he's active or out again uh he played the first three weeks and you know week two Thielen got nine targets week three Thielen got 14 targets so even with mingo active uh Thielen's kind of been the main guy uh it's a good matchup like you mentioned in the dome i do prefer Thielen with uh you know dalton under center but uh yeah i think he's a fine value hopefully more value will open up because i don't love playing old receivers that you know aren't very fast and don't have very high a dots but um he's been good so far javante williams he's questionable for the broncos if he's out they're fl- facing the jets at home do, do are we pl- are we playing samaji p ryan are we playing mclaughlin i mean they get multiple i mean it's not like like oh williams is out and samaji p ryan just walking into like a 90 percent rushing share they've been they were using like these these other running backs, what 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 are you what are you looking for when it comes to you know if Javante's out? I think if Javante's in, I mean I'm not sure if I touch, you know the Jets defense actually is pretty good, so like it's not necessarily a spot that I'm looking to target running backs against them, but if Javante's out, I mean that's just one less body that is going to take up snaps for the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much throwing any yards counted against the bears out the window um so i'm not too interested in mclaughlin or p ryan even if even if javante ends up being out tough matchup against the jets um i still have no faith in the broncos even though they came back and beat the bears so i don't think i would uh waste too much time on that one just a tough matchup for them saquon barkley he's questionable this is one of the best games on the slate as far as totals are concerned of course the giants are in 10 and a half point underdog Saquon Barkley is 8,100 on DraftKings. Obviously, the Giants team, you have to expect, will be better. They can't not. I mean, it's hard to get as worse as they looked. <laughs> Their past game against the Seahawks. For a 10.5-point underdog on the road, running back this week is not, like, that appealing. It's like this, you take a look and... You almost don't want to play. You'd rather not play any running backs if if you had the choice. Are you willing to take a shot on $8,100 Saquon Barkley with the way the Giants offense has been operating? The case for it is that, you know, they're going to be playing from behind against a team that plays fast and scores a lot typically. So the amount of snaps probably goes up. His receptions has to go up. Well, what's your, what's your, what's your, are people, if, he, if he's active, obviously, if he's not active, it doesn't matter. Are you willing to pay 8100 for Saquon Barkley versus a guy like Bijan Robinson for the Falcons? 
at a similar very, very much prefer Bijan Robinson. Um, I do have interest in the Giants passing attack, but I was just looking at this. So obviously that game has a high total, but it's all Dolphins. Uh, the Giants actually have the fourth lowest team total of anyone this week, and there's only 28 teams in action. Um, so it's not like – I mean, it's a good game environment, but basically just because of the, the Dolphins and the Giants are going to be trailing. So I think they would take it easy with Barkley. You know, if they get down big, he'd probably be a candidate to rest in the second half. And I'd have more interest in Breida at 5,200. Um, he was pretty involved in the passing game. He's been a good pass catching back throughout his career. But for the most part, I think just <laughs> close your eyes and play some Danny Dimes again. Cincinnati Bengals look awful. I think they have, I think they legitimately have the worst offense statistically in the NFL after four weeks. T. Higgins has this rib fracture that, but he's still listed as questionable. I'm going to guess if I had to, if I had to guess, I don't think he's going to play at Arizona this week. Do we go back to the human Ponzi scheme known as Jamar Chase? With Higgins out and this offense looking as bad as it looked, you wouldn't think before the season that like that they could go the Bengals offense with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Irv Smith, Mixon. Like they they can't be that bad. They can't. I mean, how how long can they be that bad? You have one more week of Burrow, you know, healing. You know, he's been playing hurt. If Higgins is out, do you are, are we? Are, What's your interest in Chase versus someone like Boyd? Because obviously two different price points. One's 4,100. One's, you know, close to 8K. I mean, the games on this slate are not, I mean, you take a look around and even at wide receiver, like you don't have like the high powered offenses as much. You don't have guys with like humongous target shares and stuff that like you're dying to play. Is this the time to get on board? If if Higgins is out, is this the time on board to get on Jamar Chase, hoping that the first four weeks, the rest of the field decides, I'm tired of losing money with him? I mean, I'm tired of losing money with him. Uh, I liked him last week with uh, T. Higgins active. And, uh, you know, the pass funnel against the Titans, all that fun stuff. And, uh, you know, we ended up having some garbage time catches, but nothing like, you know, the other expensive receivers. You know, Diggs went off, Jefferson went off, so – Definitely an opportunity cost of rostering him last week. And that could be the case again this week, you know, with Jefferson and Tyreek in much better spots. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll like Chase if Higgins is out again, but I don't think I'll prioritize him as much as I did last week. Last person that I wanted to to mention, Traylon Burks is questionable. Uh, we have uh, Tennessee going into the Dome in Indianapolis. The Colts secondary it's a bunch of nobodies, pretty much. I mean, they, they've been they've been pretty decent in containing people. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is like the cheapest that he's he's been. I mean, I played him last week at a little bit less ownership than probably he should have gotten, but I think with the lack of value that on the board, I think going down in the that five k range for DeAndre Hopkins is going to be he'll be, he'll be owned. Do you think Traylon Burks makes that much of a difference to him? I don't think it does. Uh, if you looked at last week's usage numbers, he only played on 11 personnel. He only ran around on 70% of dropbacks. So, I don't know. People are speculating that he might still be hurt. Um, and Burks was out in that game, so still didn't get the full complement of snaps. I like the price point. I like the idea that he's going to be um, a high-usage guy against the Colts who just give up 
everything under, or sorry, no, against, yeah, against the Colts, give up everything underneath. Um, so I think it's a better spot for him, but I do worry about the usage just a little bit. Okay. Taking a look at some of the higher projected players as of right now on Wednesday, highest owned players on the slate. Obviously these things change. I would suggest getting a Roto-Grinders premium membership. You get access to all the projections. They get updated regularly. All the ownership uh, for all the slates for the showdown stuff. And you get the simulations. You get the, the value rankings. You get the all, all the stats and everything. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Kyron Williams, 6700 I mean, they're facing the Eagles. But, I mean, Ronnie Rivers got some work last week. But is this still too cheap for the snap share and the target share? I mean, even if Cooper Cup comes back, I can't think it affects Kyron Williams as much because they've been the same passes that Cup would get, uh, Puka Nakua was getting. Are we just, uh, especially in cash games, are we just playing Kyron Williams at 6,700 and not thinking about it anything else because he wasn't priced up enough? Yeah, I think so. You mentioned uh, Rivers getting a little bit of work, but they ran like 70-something plays last week. That was a large part of it. Um, and he's still got 25 touches, Kyron Williams. So I do think uh, he's the safe play. I did want to talk about the Miami situation a little bit because Jeff Wilson is expected to return this week. So now what do we do? Do, do we play Jeff Wilson? I mean, I don't think we can, but I mean, Achan is like kind of took over as the lead back last week. Um, he had 61% of snaps, so everyone's getting excited about him. But now we have another um, running back in the mix. I'm looking to avoid both of them. I mean, yeah. they eat enough into their work that the prices are expensive enough that, like, Mostert is getting the pass game work, but Achan is, I mean, the efficiency is. I come down. You but, think it's a little unsustainable, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Eleven yards of carry, maybe, maybe come down a little bit. But man, he's been explosive. Obviously, facing the Giants at home as eleven point favorites is interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to play HM, but um, if Wilson's active, it's going to be tough. It could be Travis in the chat is, uh, says, "Good morning, Blender. Listening to the show and building lineups from two hundred and fifty feet in the air in a tower crane. Is that is it is." Is that would that be a, a an optimal way to uh, to build lineups? Is it some people? Yeah. Hey, some people have home offices, right? I have my own home office. That's where I do. That's where I do all my work, right? Maybe it could be Travis. It's like maybe maybe he won a big GPP when he built lineups from his tower crane, and now he just that that's that's where he builds it all. I mean, it must be a pain in the ass on Sunday mornings. I mean, I thought I was good at multitasking. Building lineups 250 feet in there while working is pretty uh, pretty impressive. Uh, let's continue on with some other players to look out for. Alvin Kamara, 6,300 on the road against New England. He set some type of record in the NFL for having 13 receptions on 33 <laughs> yards. I mean, for a PPR site, both point PPR on DraftKings, I mean... I mean, I'll take that. I mean, dude, I'll take half of that. If you told me that Kamara's getting seven targets, as well as, you know, maybe 10 to 12 rushes, 6,300 looks pretty good to me. Do you, do you think the field will overreact and go, well, Kamara's obviously wide receiver one on New Orleans? I mean, it's not a great matchup going to New England, but it's DraftKings. It's full point PPR. Let, let, me, let me take it. I mean, we have the ownership now at 6%. I don't think it's going to be that low. Uh, are you 
more inclined to think this is his role because we I mean we haven't seen him before this uh or that it's more recency bias of the the game script from from last week um I mean it was definitely not something that we can expect to continue 14 targets a game but uh, I was encouraged by the usage you know the stats and uh, the overall running back share in that backfield um you know Derek Carr has been nursing a shoulder injury and he had his lowest yards per attempt of the season so maybe that had something to do with it. If he's a little healthier, maybe he looks to target the, target the receivers downfield a little bit more. But you mentioned the tough matchup. I think it could be another good spot where he racks up a bunch of targets, a bunch of underneath stuff, and then ends up getting there on DK thanks to the full PPR. So I do like uh, Kamara a bit. Adam Thielen may be popular this week as a mid-range uh, wide receiver. We have another guy that's $100 more than him at a different position, plays for the same team. He's a guy that a lot of people liked playing when he was on the Eagles, but his ownership has been diminished week after week after week. He projects well. He's 5,200. They're facing the Lions in the Dome. I know Chuba Hubbard takes some some work from him, but he's now probably, it's not like he's 6,500. 5,200, do you think that's a good leverage point over what could be a chalkier Adam Thielen? This is a tricky one because he was a late add to the injury report last week. He practiced on a limited basis Wednesday, Thursday, and then didn't practice Friday. And then you get to the game and, you know, he was uh, out touched and out snapped by Chuba Hubbard, I believe. So it could have been injury related, could have been uh, just he wasn't being very efficient, but he should be the RB1 in a great matchup. As long as he's not on the injury report again this week, I think you do um, play him as a, as a leverage play. Um, at that price point same price point according to our rg nfl projections he does project well he plays for the team that as of right now i believe has the lowest implied total on the entire slate do you want to play a well projected 5200 george pickens uh, is, is, is he better or worse with uh, Pickett or Trubisky? Like, who who do you prefer? On uh, center that's there? that's that. You know, you know, you know the 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 kid with the like the two different things, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say. I think <clears throat> weirdly to say, I think maybe 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 better with Trubisky. Maybe I who's this dude? This Steelers team sucks. I mean, on offense yeah. compared to yeah. compared, yeah, their defense is okay. Uh, I mean, Pickens, it would, I mean, dude, if I told you Pickens caught a 68 yard touchdown, you're not shocked that could happen, but it's also possible that he has two catches on nine targets because six of them are uncatchable. (laughs) Yeah. It hasn't been great. I mean, he caught that long one in week two. Other than that, it's been pretty bad with Pickett under center. So Maybe you hope that Trubisky gets a start, then he jump starts the offense a little bit. Um, he's a little bit of a different style quarterback than Pickett. So I don't know. I, he projects well, Pickens does. So maybe, maybe, maybe you fade him based on ownership. We'll see come Sunday. Uh, okay. The whack a mole game, lastly. Tank Dell, 4,800. Nico Collins, 5,600. Apparently, they let CJ Stroud throw the ball a ton. And one of them will get there. Which one? You don't know, right? That's, it seems like it's just week after Collins, then Dell, then Collins, then Dell. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. at Atlanta. Do you think that it's possible that, you know, Atlanta 
they love running that ball. They love not throwing to Kyle Pitts and Drake London. They love doing that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is this the is this the game where neither of them get there? And like maybe it's not worth playing any of them. Or do you think that it's quite possible? We say this week, I dude, I say this on Friday, week after week. Is this the game Atlanta finally gets into a shootout? The answer is usually no. <laughs> it's hard to do unless they run a bunch of 50 yarders. Um, they're definitely not gonna throw it a bunch. Um, I do love Bijan, so I'll be looking to Nico and Tank Dell as bringbacks. Uh, some skinny stacks there because I don't really want to play the quarterbacks in a slow-paced game. But you mentioned it, man. It just seems like every other week, you know, one of them goes off, one of them has a bad game. So maybe this is the Tank week. I don't necessarily think you should trust that pattern, but um, he is a little bit cheaper. And both of them have been great this year. So I'll probably have exposure to both. But, man, anyone against the – the Falcons just doesn't feel great. I mean, it seemed like Trevor Lawrence in the passing game had a nice outing in London, but it just wasn't really the case. You know, Lawrence got had a good first half and then didn't really do much in the second half. Um, they've allowed the six fewest fantasy points to receivers so far, the Falcons, that is. So, yeah, I, I don't have a strong take there. Lastly, the Chiefs, just as a game. We, we mentioned all these players. We mentioned the Dolphins game. We mentioned a bunch of the higher total stuff. Chiefs are going into the Dome in Minnesota. You got Justin Jefferson there against the Chiefs defense. And then you have the Chiefs. You have Mahomes with a 29 and a half total. You may have Taylor Swift there. How much does Taylor Swift add to the propensity that you could actually build Mahomes stacks? Like it's quite possible on this, on, on this week that Mahomes is the highest scoring quarterback. And literally anyone you pair him with isn't worth having, right? It's one of those rare cases that Mahomes really isn't a rushing quarterback, but his targets go so many different places that outside of Kelsey having a humongous game and you're going to pay for it at tight end, it's hard to attack this game and play Mahomes, Kelsey, and Jefferson. Do you think, do you, I mean, what do you, what is your prognosis on this? And, does it matter if the does the projection model do you think? I'll talk to Jamino. I'm not sure if this Swifty covariant has been added <laughs> to our projections yet. And does it matter? Uh D Fix has D Swift's already in there. It's already added to the projections. Um 
But yeah, I mean, it almost feels better to play Mahomes and Jefferson and not worry about any of the pass catchers. I saw, you know, their game on Monday night against the Jets. No receiver, top 60% snap shared. And Justin Watson was their leading snap share for receivers. So, um, yeah, good luck to Simon between, you know, Rasheed Rice and all these other guys. Um, I think Kelsey's the obvious pairing partner. And he didn't score with uh, Swift in attendance last week. So, you know, they're going to be, you know, forcing him the ball in the red zone. A much better matchup than the Jets. So I don't mind Mahomes and Kelsey, but you can't it's really hard to build Mahomes, Kelsey, Jefferson to your point. Donnie Watson in the chat uh, says, Do you think people play Russ Wilson against the Jets? And do you think we could play Dobbs from Arizona against Cincinnati and bring it back with Mixon? I don't think people play Russ against the Jets. Uh, what was the second question? about playing Dobbs for Arizona against Cincinnati. Even though Cincinnati's fa- Cincinnati is a three-point road favorite. So to me, like, I, I always try to try to highlight the fact that the betting markets tend to be much more efficient than what you think in your brain, that, since it, that the Bengals have looked bad. But if they're a three, I mean, if they're a three-point road favorite – like, they can't be that bad against Arizona. It's very similar to the Broncos-Bears game last week, you know. The Broncos give up, like, 70 points to the Dolphins, and they're still a three-point road favorite against the Bears. <laughs> so does does that make you, you know, I mean, who's who's playing Dobbs, Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, Joe Mixon lineups this week? Nobody. And I think Dobbs has averaged the fifth most fantasy points of any quarterback so far this season. So he's been great. Um, you can finally get his jersey now in the in their team store. I don't know if you saw uh, that little controversy there. Uh, but I think Donnie was asking about the other Wilson against Denver, uh, Zach Wilson. Um, oh, against Denver. OK, so he said against the Jets. Oh, yeah. He, uh, oh, do you, oh, do you have the stones to go into Denver? Mile High Stadium. Right, I don't know if it's called that anymore, but it's a mile high in the air. Yeah, twenty-one implied team total, which truthfully is better than Pittsburgh, better than the mm-hmm. Giants. Yeah, are you going to do the will? I mean, if anything, you just do what Wilson, 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 Wilson Garrett Wilson, Wilson and Wilson. Tyler Conklin or something. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, Forty-nine hundred, really cheap. Allows you to get some of the other expensive guys. I probably won't go there in my three, four lineups, but. I think a case can be made. He actually looked good last week. Best matchup to date. So I don't hate it. I would rather play him than Russ, I think. On the other I'd side. rather play Daniel Jones than either. Oh, yeah, for sure. Only because of his rushing upside. Like Dan, Dan, Danny Dimes has 30-plus point games in his and range long- of outcomes. He also has three-point games in his range of outcomes. So you have to be willing to take the good with the bad. And Wandell Robinson was their wide receiver two last game, and he is min salary $3,000. So he's going to be very popular, I would assume. Or or unless Darren Waller could eventually happen. Is that oh, guy going to happen I, at some point this year? I mean, <laughs> Danny dies, backs up in the pocket, looks at Waller, and then just goes the opposite way every single time. I or he takes, he tries to run and gets, and he never slides. He's going to get hurt one of these games on his scrambles. Okay, so we'll be taking a further look at uh, the NFL slate on Friday. Squirrel Patrol will be on. We'll be talking about game stacks, team stacks, game theory, ownership. When you know, obviously we're closer, closer to a lock. It gets better and better, right? That gets updated throughout the week. 
Nota, you'll have your your core your your personnel article, right for 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 NFL. But uh, you do have some stuff up for Rotogrinders Premium members for PGA this week, and it's the Sanderson Farms Championship, which is an actual event. It's not the Ryder Cup. It's not like some invitational. Uh, we have core, core plays article from you. We have uh, STL cards with a GPP breakdown. We also have this new, you know, we introduced this year, the simulation tool uh, using uh, our projections. We simulate, you know, contests and show you the optimal line of percentages rates for DraftKings and FanDuel. So that's also worthwhile to check out. Obviously, we got the projections and ownership and everything in lineup HQ for you to use to build lineup. So you want to go through a quick overview for people that may be dabbling in the, the PGA streets on, on uh, you know, the kind of what's the chalk and what type of course and what what the basic stuff that we should be looking for in PGA contests this week. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll also have, I have my own model that I create that's in uh, Excel that you could download and you can adjust all the weights to your liking. So if you think it's going to be a big driving distance week, you can bump that up in the model. It automatically changes the projections of the guys and then you can upload those into lineup HQ. So you have two different sets of projections you can work with, the uh, Roto-Grinders ones and then my model as well. That'll be out um, in about an hour after this show. But uh, in terms of the course, yeah, I think it's going to be a bomber-friendly one. Uh, it's par 72, so you get four par fives, not a lot of dog legs, pretty straight. You can hit it in the rough. You can play out of the rough here, so you don't have to hit the fairways. So I'm looking for guys that can get it out there. Um, the big decision point of the slate, at least for me, is going to be Ludwig Oberg. Sorry. Um, they pronounce his name like 88 different ways. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Ryder Cup at all, but his teammates didn't even know how to pronounce his name. Um, Oberg is uh, I think you say it anyway. Uh, he, so he played in the Ryder cup partied with team Europe since they won. And now he has to fly all the way across the world to play in an event that he's never played in. Um, so I don't know what everyone else is doing with him. I think I'm going to fade him. We have him at about 32% ownership. He's the most talented golfer in the field for sure. But uh, yeah, that's a tough one. If he's uh, still nursing a hangover, then he could be a nice fade this week. So I like starting lineups a little bit lower with either Jaeger or Cole. And then, yeah, I mean, you want me to go through the field? Yeah, go, or... through, go through. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, a lot of the guys, no, no, a lot of the guys that I used to play in PGA DFS suck now. So I would see yeah. them and be like, "Why is this guy 6,800? What happened to his career?" Right? And then some of the guys that are really expensive, I go. When did he become a good golfer? So I think it's better if you, if you break it down. We have the, you know, the the core plays article from you. So I'm not saying that you have to break down everything because this is just for premium members. But if, uh, you know, people are, what are the main talking points? Very similar to our NFL first look of like, this is the most likely construction. These are the golfers that are most likely going to be played. You want a combination of this and here's some contrarian stuff that will be a little less owned that you could kind of mix in. Yeah, so in terms, Defic was asking a question. Um, do you treat it like MMA? I don't uh, play MMA, but I do like the idea of building um, rules into lineup HQ. We talked about this a little bit um, a few weeks ago when I was on the show. Uh, and you actually showed me how to add the custom rule, um, which I thought was kind of cool. So I kind of like avoiding, you know, taking three golfer or two golfers in the same lineup that are both above 20%. You're going to get a lot of similar builds if you end up uh, doing that. So you can definitely uh, do that with the custom rules. Um, and when it comes to 
um, max aggregate ownership percentage. I usually try to put that at about 95% for your total max um, lineup ownership. That way you're getting at least a little bit unique in the, in the large field stuff. Um, and if you have any other questions on the other settings that I do um, with the build rules, feel free to reach out. But yeah, I think uh, starting in the 10Ks is going to be pretty popular lineup construction. You got four, four guys up there. All of them have pretty good win equity. Um, so I think that will be popular. I think that's the route that I'm going to take as well. Um, and then after that, it's ownership is more spread out than we typically see most weeks. Uh, we don't have anyone else above 20% ownership. So I would just play, say, play the guys that you feel good about. Um, course history isn't all that important this week. There's not a lot of recent form to go on. So I'm kind of looking more at course fit than anything else this week. Right, I'm taking a look through the the, the the tags that we have on on lineup HQ, right? So yeah, oh yeah, did, dude. I mean, I'm taking a look at like who's in this field. Like this is this is what I look at. It's like why is Webb Simpson 7400? Does he suck now? He really sucks now. He should probably be 6400. Um, yeah. Right, I like like just it's just it's just Keith Mitchell used to be like one of those 6500 punts. I remember playing like it. Mark Hubbard used to be one of those punts. Same for Tom Hoagie, right? You take a look at that. And then I scroll down and I'm like, I'm like, why, why is, why is, I mean, Ches Reavy was never like great or anything. And then of course you have Eric Van Ruin, which is, he ruins your, Van ruins your lineups. That he right? does. Yeah. Grayson Murray, is he not a thing anymore? Uh, he's actually been a little better. Uh, he won on the Corn Ferry Tour recently. So he's back on the PGA Tour now. Right, I'm looking. I'm just looking to, just for my own my own <laughs> entertainment on people that uh, Joel Damon used to be a thing, right? He was, and then he got super famous from the Netflix show, and hasn't been very good at golf since. And then what happened to Charlie Hoffman? Is it he's, he's he's no good anymore? Or Russell Knox? Or Ryan Moore? Or Henrik Norlander? I mean, I take a look at some of these seventy-seven. I go, wow! I used to be I used to build lineups with like these guys when they were like. Like in the 8Ks, right? Jason Duffner at one point. I mean, he was never great to begin with. Kevin yeah, Kisner's 6,500. Is he dead? This whole field is guys that, you know, we used to play every week and now are just struggling with their games. Um, Wesley yeah. Bryan used to be a thing, right? Yeah, more of a YouTube personality now. But uh, Kevin Chappell, 6,300, Noto. How do you not play the Kevin Chappell? Is he dead also? Yeah, all these guys were great five years ago. Right, well, that's when I played PGA DFS, yeah. right? I'm looking through and going, going, oh, my God, look at Dylan Fratelli. Did he, he died also, I guess. And now Emiliano Grillo is 10K, and he used to be... Well, I used to play him a lot at 7,100. 7, yeah, I mean, 7,100. He, he to green, he was good. That's what I mean. He's, now he's 10K. Right, so th this is the reason why I have you come on the show. I can't talk about PGA DFS because I would have to turn off the names because... I'd look and be like, you know, is, is Justin Thomas dead also? Uh, well, he was on the Ryder Cup team. He didn't play particularly well, but most of it was Spieth's fault. He was paired with Spieth in um, the team matches, and they lost all three of them. So, or no, they tied one of them, but, uh, and then he won his singles match. So he's, he's a little bit better recently, but yeah, he had a, he had a bad summer. How about Ricky Fowler? Is he still dead? He had a great year coming off of his best year in probably 10 years, but he sucked at the Ryder Cup. Okay. So, if it, so the thing about uh, using our, our projections here and using the content, 
PGA DFS picks, the GPP breakdown, our simulation tool. You know, I could I could still make good lineups and not have to care about like looking at the names and going, oh my god, can't believe Kevin Chappell sixty three hundred, right? I used to play him at seventy four hundred all the time as a punt, right? So I could just use this, right? I would go through, use it very similar to MMA, right? MMA, I'm not someone that watches tape or anything like that. I kind of use the betting lines and the projections and try to make unique combos. Obviously, uh, Noto in PGA. You don't have to get like what Defect asked about, you know, MMA. Like we have slates where there's 11 fights and only 22 choices. Like this is a field with 150 plus golfers. Like, are you really outside of like the really chalky combinations? Are you, are you really concerning yourself about like, is my lineup going to be duped in a large field? If you're playing like, well, this lineup has an 8% on this guy and a 13% on that guy. Like, like unless you're unless you're jamming in like the top four own guys, and even if you do, you could probably, dude, you could play Kevin Chapel and Dylan Fratelli yeah. in those lineups and have point one percent on guys anyway. So is it really that it's not? It's not. I never remember when I played PGA DFS that I, I did any dupe calculation whatsoever. Yeah, in my experience, if you do a max total ownership of about ninety five or lower, and then if you leave a hundred dollars at least on the table for each lineup. Um, you know, you rarely run into dupes, especially if you end up doing those combos where you're uh, separating the really chalky guys. But I don't think you have to worry about it this week. Do you normally do you see trains like that? Do you see do, do you see a winner where like you know twelve people tied with the top lineup in PGA? No, rarely. Only if there's like a limited field. Uh, maybe some. Like those are the invitationals. Those are like the yeah. WGC. Do they still do those? events well so they got rid of the wgcs because everyone hated the no cut and the small fields and then now they're doing these designated events that are no cut small fields they basically just redid the wgcs and everyone's mad about it yeah those are the worst slates to play for dfs though the worst i mean you get all your guys four days so like you feel a little bit better about it on friday but yeah for whatever reason it's just not as fun without a cut well because you feel good but then you don't feel good because everyone gets the like yeah. like it's like You're oh look I have I have a lineup that in the normal field would be like top one percent and I didn't even cash it's like yeah because everyone makes the everyone makes the cut it's so much easier when it's like oh if I get a six out of six lineup it's quite possible you're in the top ten top five percent regardless of how good the six golfers do because you're competing against five out of sixes and four out of sixes and three out of sixes. So it's, yep. you know, but those, those small, I played those WGC ones back in the day. And I'm like, 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 no, I'm playing for seal. You play for ceiling in those. You don't play for like, you know, the, 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 the plotter, right. You don't play uh, who's, who's the most, Oh, I forgot his name. Who's the one who's, who's the old guy that was always like 7,200 that you'd play. Cause he would always come in like eighth place or something. Oh, Steve Stricker. No, uh, close. No, it, it was a short name. It, it, like you always play him on like the Pete Dye type of courses. Matt Kuchar? Well, Kuchar's that type, but this guy's even worse than that. Hmm. Older guy. Forgot. He would always be like like seven thousand or something. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's legitimately dead. <laughs> but he's actually dead. It's on the champion store, probably. Right, right. It, yeah, it's someone that would have been close to that. Someone that like <laughs> his driving distance was like one of the lowest. But like he'd always, you know, get there and have like you know two birdies, 
you know, and mostly pars and not get you many DraftKings points. But it's like, you want to make the cut, you take that guy. Yeah. I forgot. Zach Johnson. Yeah, Zach Johnson was that type. Oh, I, oh it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. You have to, you have to know this. What's the guy's name? It's not Steve. No, it's not Steve Stricker. Not Steve Stricker? No, um, it's someone, someone with, I think with a short last name. Oh, it's going to kill me. Not Webb Simpson? No, it's not Webb. No, shorter than Webb Simpson. But it, you're naming guys that actually were good five years. Like, okay. like these were guys that were priced at like 8,500, 9,000. I'm talking about like a guy at like 7,200. Like not Ken, like not Tway, but Ken some Duke? type of name. Ken Duke? Why? No. He was bad, but showed up. Now maybe someone posted in the comments. I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll probably Google it in a second. But Noto, people can find your your PGA content here at Roto Grinders today. It's it's all up. You'll have your you'll have your model. Yeah, model there we go, up. Jim Fury. There we go, Jim, Jim Fury. Oh man, how did I not get that one? Right there, you go. That's that's what I was thinking. Uh, so so your 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 model is going to be up uh, shortly, about an hour or so, that people can. Use. It will. Then there's a video each week explaining it, going over the field. So um, we'll have that up as well. And then you'll have your NFL stuff up uh, Thursday or Friday, and uh, and yeah, and I'll be back tomorrow. I got uh, I got Tim on. We'll be talking about the NFL showdown for Thursday night, Bears versus Commanders. Woohoo! Can can we wait for that game? Uh, and then uh, Friday, Squirrel Patrol will be on with some uh, NFL DFS strategy. So thanks, Noto, once again for hopping on. You actually got you actually got a, does the Ryder Cup is like for DFS is so much different than like the Sanderson Farms Championship. But you'd much rather watch the Ryder Cup than watch the Sanderson Farms Championship. Other than it being middle of the night and me paying for it the next day and the next day and the next day, yeah, uh, yeah, it was much. I mean, a lot more fun to watch. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really watch a lot of uh, golf until Sunday, to be honest, because I just watch shot by shot on the shot tracker. You know where all your guys are. You know what they're doing. You don't need to watch the bad coverage. Coverage has been getting worse and worse, by the way. But that's a story for another day. Okay, you can follow Noto on Twitter, RG underscore Notarius. Me on Twitter. At Blender HD, hit that thumbs up button. Give me those thumbs and likes and subscribes. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, we got uh, the Swolcast. Swolcast is later today. We got uh, the NFL Lock Show. There's not there's not many shows right without uh, you know baseball and stuff going on. But NBA is coming back. NBA will be back in three weeks, so we'll have a whole full schedule for you then. So uh, send in your questions to the mailbag if you want any questions to be answered about DFS strategy questions at theory of DFS.com. And I'll answer them here. That's what I talk about. Everything you're thinking about for daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto grinders today.